0: Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. My name is Brian Rushing. The guy across the
1: table's name is... Corky Franks. And check this out, Brian. I know everyone can't tune in Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNCRadio.com, 101.1 FM, or 1450 a.m. And that's why we have some great news for the listeners.
0: That's right. You can now get our podcast on SoundCloud as well as Spotify and Apple Music. It's fantastic for you. We do the work. You get the enjoyment. So enjoy. And we welcome you back to the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Tuesday morning. Of course, it's Tackle Tuesday on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Of course, want to thank Coach Adam Hodge of South Point High School for joining us on this Tuesday morning. And at this point... We now hand the baton to the head football coach, the interim athletics director at Wingate University, Coach Joe Reich. Welcome to the Rush Hour Morning Show. How are you doing, Coach?
2: I'm doing great, Brian. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor Honor to be on again.
0: Well, I I appreciate you being on the show, Coach. I've I've got to ask the first question. You know, not only is being a, a, a college football coach at the division 2 level a tasking enough job as it is but you've taken on the tag <laughs> right. of being the interim ad coach are you getting sure. are you getting any sleep at all
2: <laughs> a little bit i'm getting here and there where i can where i can uh where i can find a little a minute here and there now it's it's been it's been great you know I, i've got a i have a great staff on the football side of it i have a great staff on the uh ad side of it so it's it's made it a pretty easy transition. You, you know, there's a lot of it's a lot of similar similar skill set um, involved in it. So I, I found it's a it's been I don't want to say easy transition. That that would probably be under undervaluing a little bit. But I, it's been a fairly smooth transition just because I think the time of the year number one and and the and the the tasks involved and the people involved and I just have some great people involved. So it's been. It, they've been kind of – the administrative asked me to hold, kind of hold my hand through all this. And the football guys are like, okay, you know, uh, it's it's good for them because I'm out of their hair for a little bit.
0: Well, if being, a, if being a college football coach is like being a newborn's parent, then I would imagine throwing on the interim AD tag is when you basically go from man-to-man to, man to running zone as a parent to where now you've got three in the fold almost simultaneously. I would imagine you're, you're spending a lot of sleepless nights. But I'm glad that it's going well so far. Coach, at, at this point, uh, if, if you can take off the interim AD hat for just a moment, where, yep. where are you as it relates to you, your players, your staff in this time of year? I know it's the summertime. You're getting close to the July 4th holiday. I know that sure. you're about to really crank things up in a big, big way very soon. Where are you yeah. in this? The personal development side for the players, the scheming side, the schematic side for the coaching staff. Where are you in the calendar as it relates to your players yes. and your
2: coaching staff? That's that's a great question. So this is just the way we do it, not whether it's right, wrong or indifferent. Um, we take the month of June and we do a lot of um, a, a lot of professional development kind of individually. You know, we, we go back, we look at our player we look at our like I'm the running back coach as well, so I look and I coach the kicker. So it's like all right, go back and look at my running back stuff, I look at my running back manual, uh, I look at my, my cut-ups, I look at my drill tapes. Um, I, go th- I go through all that stuff and then periodically we'll meet to discuss, you know, schematically any changes that we want to make. You know, we've been together a long time. My offensive coordinator, Mike Long, has been here all, you know, going on his 23rd year. My defensive coordinator and I worked together, Rashawn Jordan, we worked together uh, six years at the University of Buffalo before we came here. So, you know, coordinating wise, like it's, you know, I I, I don't have to sit with those guys a lot because I know what the... I, have a pretty good feel for what they're going to do, so it's more, you know, they're going to develop their side of the balls a little bit. They're going to, you know, Mike Long's meeting with the offensive staff individually in between vacations and things like that, um, and 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 all the coaches are working on their on their own personal position right now. Position manuals, like I said, cutups, films, and all that. And then as we as we head into the beginning of July, we will then uh, start to now consolidate back into as a staff. Okay. Now, you've been, you know, the last two or three weeks we've been working all the individual stuff. Now let's come back and tighten everything down, uh, start to game plan the first three opponents, you know, look through those, get, get you know, and it'll be interesting because for us, we play Albany State to open the season. They have a whole new staff, entirely new staff. Uh, So we'll have to kind of look at that and say, okay, where do we go with, with that? And then second game ironically is with an old, an old friend. And that's, that's at Mars Hill with Tim Clifton and Hill, And that's a non-conference game, believe it or not, we both were looking for games. So we went outside of the conference schedule. So we play Mars Hill outside of the conference. It won't count as a conference, uh, as a conference game for us. So it puts a little different spin on it. Uh, And then, and then obviously the the, the third game, we open up conference against so it's. Those to try to game plan those first three games in the month of July is a is a good thing for us. It gets us back on track. Um, you know, then our we'll have division two wise. We're not allowed to we're not allowed to do anything with our players in July from a football standpoint. They're allowed to work with our strength staff. So we'll probably have anywhere from 30, depending on the day, 30 to 50 guys back here in July. Um, for summer school and workouts and stuff like that. And that, so that'll be good to get the guys back on campus. And uh, you know, so it's, it's kind of a, you know, ever evolving. Let's, let's keep this thing rolling. Um, I give them a little bit of time to get out of the office to work on their own personal stuff, but there are, there are objectives. Okay. You have the next three weeks, but I want your, I want all this stuff to be done by the end of the three weeks. And then July get back as a staff. Okay. Where are we at? Let's game plan these first three games uh, let's put all this stuff that we've been working over the last month together and uh, and make it a better, just get better as a program.
0: Football coach of Wingate University, Joe Reich here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Coach, let me ask you this question. You've got kind of, and, and you've already touched on it a little bit, you've got an interesting wrinkle to start this upcoming football season to where you're going to play yeah. two consecutive Thursday games that, of course, yep. you're going to start with Albany State and then you're going to make your way to Mars Hill, from your timing perspective, is that going to create an issue? How do you go about working or manipulating your schedule to going to back-to-back Thursdays as opposed to the typical sure. Saturday schedule?
2: Well, uh, you know, uh, with it's funny. Talking to when, when Coach Clifton and I worked on this game, you know, we had already signed the Albany State game for, for Thursday. And I believe that we are Marcel's opening game. So they wanted to play on a Thursday as well. They, they haven't found the first game yet or hadn't as of when we signed it. So uh, a lot of times you like to play that first game on a Thursday just to give you a, uh, an extra couple of days to figure out, okay, wow, all right. <laughs> we thought we were this and now we just played and now we know uh, some that's good, some bad. It gives you a couple of days to, to, to really uh, do an after action review on everything. Well, for us... I, I, when he brought up the idea of playing a Thursday, I was all about it because it, it just, you know, play a Thursday, play a Thursday, and then we open the conference schedule the next week. So to give us an extra couple days to figure out, uh, all right, wh- who are we now? Coming out of those first two, de- first two weeks, you know, you get a much better feel for did the guys that you thought were going to step up, did they step up? Did the guys that are developing – the way that you think, did, did they do that? The schemes that you were planning on, is all that stuff working the right way? Uh, if yes, then great, then you can add to that. If not, then you can you can start to to to, to, um, to change course a little bit in those couple of days. So it gives us a couple extra days to work on getting ready for Tuscan, which is the opening of our conference. So it's really kind of the ideal situation as far as I'm concerned. I, the, it will be a little bit of adjustment going Thursday, Thursday, but I, I think that's minor in compared to the advantage that we think we'll have in getting a couple extra days rest for the, for the players and giving us a couple extra days to prepare for, for
0: Well, and coach, I guess in one regard, it's probably the next best thing to having a bye week in front of that Tusculum matchup. So
2: that's exactly right. That's exact. That's, and that's the plan. You know, we, we were, we were trying to decide, do we, you know, we had Albany state booked already and we were uh, looking for a second game. We normally had been playing Fayetteville in the second game, um, but that contract had run out. So we were debating, you know, like, all right, do we, do we uh, not play anybody? Like, for example, next year in 2024, the, the, the Marcelo game is a one-year deal. Uh, and we still have the, in 2024, we have the second week open and we'll be coming back from Albany as opposed to Albany coming to us. We'll be coming back from Albany. So we're kind of like, ah, I may just leave that, I may, may leave that second week open uh, because it's such a long trip. But, playing Albany at home, and then being able to turn around and go to Marseille, I thought was the the best of all worlds.
0: Coach Joe Reich here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Coach, your club that last year had an opportunity to go into the third round of the NCAA Division II playoffs. And and to be quite honest with you, when you look at how you opened your season versus how you opened your playoff schedule, The scores seem fairly similar to one another to where you had very solid defensive efforts. You held a number 14 Virginia Union Club to just a touchdown. You held a number seven Benedict Club to just six points before you got to West Florida. And the offense certainly did enough to advance your club. As it relates to those successes, short of playing West Florida in Pensacola last year, and that's where your season ended. Where do you think you're going to be able to take this club and some of the positives that you were able to glean from the playoffs of last year and parlay that into a good open to the season
2: this year? Sure, that's a that's a great question. Uh, that's a, a fantastic question. So for us, you know, we've we've always kind of treated each year as totally different. Sometimes you can bring back the same player. Well, you you hope that the players obviously continue to develop. So you you really you know, we look back on last year, and I think for us, it's how can like talking to. I'll just tell you this: Rasan Jordan, our defense coordinator, that guy is. If he's not the best defense coordinator in the country, I'd like to see who is. Like seriously, I'd like to. But I would stack that guy up against anybody in the country at any level at any time. This he's just, the guy's a genius. I mean, just in terms of. Putting schemes together, he's you know it's a total he's totally upset. He'll text message me at midnight. You know, hey, I'm working on this. You know, what are you doing? I'm sleeping, Rashad. <laughs> you know, he's just he's just a <laughs> just a brilliant uh, a brilliant uh, coach, individual coach, statistician, tactician, all that stuff. So for him, and defensively, coming off we were number one in the nation in defense last year, it's for us. It's okay where can we develop with the guys that we have? You know, we lost a couple guys uh, in the portal. We, you know, we gained some some good young guys coming in. So, you, you know, there's going to be a transition every year. We graduated some guys. Um, so you have to look at it and say, okay, what's the strength of our team now? And some of the things we did last year, we may not we may not be able to do defensively. We may, you know, change some things up, scheme some things up differently, and the same thing on offense. You know, we don't have Shaw Crocker back. You know, he's been starting for us for I think, you know, 70 years now. So, I think, you know, coming off of that, of him being a five-year starter essentially, um, you know, we have we'll have a different starting quarterback now. So, how do we adapt to to fit what those guys do? so the the playoff experience last year is more what we can glean out of that is just the experience you know we got to play three extra games we got to practice for three extra weeks you know our young guys guys that weren't playing a lot you know noah bell who was our backup quarterback who now comes in as as the as the leader in the clubhouse to, to be our starting quarterback you know he got a chance to practice three extra weeks and and we took advantage of that gave him extra reps um, and, and other guys that we felt like, hey, we're going to be counting on these guys next year, we tried to give them more reps in the last three weeks of the season when we are in the playoffs because it was just it was a great opportunity. Practice was already shorter, so we were able to use some extra minutes to practice some of those guys and get them extra reps and try to prepare for the, for the upcoming season. So it's it's not rock science. The more football you play, the better you're going to get. So those three extra games for us, we've been to the playoffs four out of the last five years. And those are all extra games. That all, you know, the aggregation of marginal gains, that all kind of builds up after a while. And that all helps your program, helps your coaches out. How do we, how do we get better as a coaching staff? Well, now we can, you know, coach in games, you tend to get better. So I don't know if that answers your question. Uh, that's a long answer, to a short question, but that's, that's how we look at it. Well, no,
0: I I think it's a great answer. Now, I will say this, Coach, I'm a little concerned for you. The way you keep talking about Rashawn Jordan, the last thing that we need is for your brother (laughs) to try to take your coach away from you because you've obviously established a a long history of guys that have stayed with you through the years. Coach, that was the next question I was going to ask. You've been at Wingate now for two-plus decades. Obviously, Rashawn Jordan has been with you for much, if not all of that. How imperative is it? To be able to have the stability of coaches that have been there for the long haul at a program like Wingate University to really help create establish sustain culture in what you're trying to do at this division two program
2: sure absolutely that that's that's a great question and, and I you know I think that's been the key to whatever success we've had uh, is you know, a, a great staff and just the, the continuity of our, of our staff in developing that culture. And, and then, you know, there's, there's the, you know, the, there's nothing like the, cre- you know, the creator, meaning the like the Rahsaan Jordan is the creator of our defense and Mike long is the creator of our offense. You know, when you, the, nobody knows it like the creator of whatever system you're in. So when you have a guy that's been with you that long, like Rassan or like Mike, you know, they, they know, like in the, in their mind, they know what they're trying to accomplish. They know, Oh, okay. Here's what I need to do, and I'll give them parameters as the head coach. This is what I want. While I run a lot of special teams, that you know here's what I want on offense. Here's what I want on defense. But they're very kind of loose parameters. Here's what we want as a team. You know, we want to be physical. We want to be tough. We want to you know all this stuff. So, so we look at it over the 23 years that we, 22 plus years that we've been here. You know, they can look back on all this, all this information they've gleaned over that time and be able to say, okay, like I'll give you an example. What we were talking yesterday, I was talking with Brian Folkerts our line coach, and Brian was fortunate enough to play in the XFL this last spring, which was fantastic. You know, and Brian was our tight ends coach the year before my own, my own line coach got out of coaching. Uh, Brian slid over to the O line. He coached in the XFL in the, or he played in the XFL in the spring. So he's coming off of that playing. Um, hey, this is great. I know I'm a coach, but I got to play for another season so I can learn all this stuff. So, in 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 discussing with Brian, just going through the run game yesterday with him, it was interesting because you know we're, we're talking about things and and he'll run by ideas and be and having been here twenty three years, we're like, yeah, we tried that already or we did that before. Well, hey, when we did that before, here's what worked and here's what didn't. And Mike, because he's been here for so long, he can look back on all that information and say, okay, yes, you know, when guys bring up when the when the the younger guys come in. And they'll come in and coach for a couple of years and then leave. And when they come in and bring good ideas, it's great because they bring fresh energy. But we can look back; those the coordinators can look back and say, "Hey, here, yes, we did that before, and that was great. But here's what we're going to do better, and here's here's why we're not doing that kind of thing." And and then Travis Knight is our is our D line coach. That guy's been with me for a long time, either. He is a phenomenal defensive line coach, and he's a great he 's a great culture guy he 's one of the toughest human beings i 've ever been around, and he kind of develops the the toughness of of that group so it's you know it all kind of works together in, in, uh, in helping to to kind of create that and I think that help, helps keep guys around when they know they 're so integral and they have they have such ownership in the program I think that 's one of the things that helps keep guys around and keep them for that long. Joe
0: Reich here with us on the rush hour morning show, coach, one of the things that we try to do with this show. As we try to really get hyper-local when it comes to high school sports. We really want to give kids an outlet to really kind of express their talents while at the same time make the next step to the college game. Coach, and one Go of on. the things that we try to do in bringing coaches like yourself on is we try to give kids an opportunity to realize that these coaches aren't as distant or unapproachable as you might think. <laughs> for for right. your situation, recruiting locally is incredibly important, I would imagine, for those kids that want to play college football, that are serious about right. getting to them, kind of share with us why the Division II landscape may be just the key for them and why a place like Wingate might be just the place for them.
2: Absolutely. No, that's a that's a that's a great point. And for us for us, lo- we, we have to do well locally. I mean, we've, when we look at it, our, our recruiter model is, you know, we, we it starts in Union County. It works out to Mecklenburg County, to Gaston County, to Cleveland County, uh, you know, up Cabarrus County, Anson County, Pageland. Like it, it's, it's the areas around our, our, uh, you know, Fort Mill, that, that, all those areas to us are absolutely critical. That is our backyard. And to us, it's, you know, we want to have a great feel for that, for those local areas coming out of spring recruiting, coming out of the summer camp season, which is in full swing right now, uh, and just knowing where where everybody's at, knowing what the local talent is. There's a lot of great local talent out there. So when you're, when guys are looking at, uh, you know, a lot of times they're coming up, they're thinking, oh, I, I want to play Division One, and, and that's that's great. There's nothing wrong with having that as an objective, but don't overlook Division two when you look around there's a there's a lot of great football in division two and I I joke around with when guys get here uh, in recruiting or if they come on a visit or whatever I You know the the number one thing I tell a guy not number one But one of the first things I tell a guy is look when you, you when they ask me what to expect when you come in here number one understand this that everybody here is really, really good. So if you think you're going to come in here as a Division Two, you know, and saying as a, I'm going to come in Division Two, I'm going to rule Division Two kind of thing, because I didn't get Division One. That's not the way it works. There's, there's a lot of great football here. And if you want to be, if you want to maximize your talents, if it ends up with a Division One thing doesn't work out, then it just come on down to Division Two. It, it is just the football at this level is really unbelievable. You, the teams that we play, when you look at. You know, uh, when you look at Newberry who won our league last year, uh, they had a their running back, who was the offensive player of the year, ended up transferring uh, to South Carolina. In, in, you know like that's just the way the portal is right now. We've lost guys to Division I schools. Uh, guys can play at this level uh, at, and we can play with some of those bigger teams. and it, it just it, there's a lot of great opportunities for local guys to play. There's a lot of great Division two schools. Around And I think Wingate is, is uh, sitting with the great academics that we have in our pharmacy school and our occupational therapy and physical therapy and all the sciences we have. Uh, our business school is outstanding. Uh, it's just we're sitting in a good place right now, being a little bit outside Charlotte by the bypass. And, and uh, I just think we're in a, we're in a great location now to, to scoop up a lot of these guys locally around the Charlotte area and, and, uh, and continue to give them good football.
0: Well, Coach, there's one last thing that I want to cover before I let you go. In reality, I I know that the Carolina Panthers ultimately chose Bryce Young, and I know that your brother Frank had access to all sorts of scouts, all all sorts of film coaches coming out the woodwork. In reality – we know that he chose Bryce Young when we basically sat down for Sunday dinner and he looked over at you and said, Joe, who yes. should I pick? <laughs> and you said Bryce Young, and then that basically, that was it. Please tell me that that was exactly the way that it went down so we can all know in this part of the world that Joe Reich was ultimately responsible for Bryce Young coming to Carolina.
2: Yeah, well, if if I can just tell you a quick story on on uh, a quick story on any time I, I call him about something, you know, I called him. This was back a couple of years ago when when he was in Indianapolis, and they were going through a coach a, a quarterback change. And I just was making a conversation. And I said, Hey, man, so what are you gonna do, a quarterback? And like I it wasn't. I was just making a conversation, and he's like, Bro, I can't tell you that. I can't tell you what we're doing at quarterback. I don't even tell. Them, I don't even tell my own kids that. I can't tell you that. So that if that gives you any indication as to, uh, so I just didn't even ask this year. It was like, okay, <laughs> he's the he's the. I'm not. I, I literally did not bring up their quarterback situation until I went and visited them. Uh, I went to their OTAs uh, a few weeks ago, right right when they were about to to finish. I went over for a practice and 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 I just it was the first time that he and I afterwards got a chance to kind of sit down and talk. Uh, quarterback play and talk about the quarterback situation and all that, but that was funny. And I did that because I'm like, I'm not even going to ask you because it's just, it's just, uh, it, it's, it, it'd be. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited about. It. But I think, and I think Frank is too. I think they're that guy, uber smart. You want know, to talk about a great football mind? Oh my gosh, that guy off the charts, football intelligence, off the charts, uh, intangibles, everything like that. It, he is, he has really got the it factor. Uh, and he was really obvious. Just walking, just watching one practice out there. Good gracious, man! That kid has just got the it factor. And like I said the smarts, of just the football smarts alone. Um, great arm, can can reach all areas of the field. Yeah, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's. Some guys, you know, the Drew Breeses of the world have, a, have the ability to, to work around that and, and make the throws. And it certainly seems like he's got that, that ability. I'm, I'm really, really excited about the season coming up for the Panthers for sure. And no, my brother better not take coming and, and try to get Rashawn Jordan off my staff because I fight him all the way to the end on that one.
0: Well, Coach Joe Reich, I I definitely want to thank you for your time this morning. Definitely want to have you back on before the season gets started because it's always a great time talking football with you, and I wish you the best of luck this summer and and certainly hope that you get a chance to enjoy some time with family and friends as we get into the July 4th holiday.
2: Great, Thanks, Brian. I really appreciate you having me on, and I look forward to being on again.
0: Yes, sir. We will have you on sooner rather than later, that's for sure. Coach Joe Reich, everybody, thank you for your time.
2: You're welcome.
0: And with that, that's your Tuesday on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Great, always great, getting a chance to sit down with Joe Reich and have a conversation with him. And certainly that Bulldogs club will be a major player in the South Atlantic Conference coming up
1: real soon. Have we had a bad guest on here yet?
0: Well... I'll say this.
1: Besides Coach G that day, he hosted with me. Joe Reich, make no mistake (laughs)
0: about it, is going to be at the top of the table when it comes to our guest. That's a football family, and they do a phenomenal job coaching.
1: Isn't that funny? He couldn't even get insight from his own brother. That's the way it should be. I think that's great. Yeah. Keep it, keep it close to your vest. Uh, yeah, I know he's probably lying, but you know, well, no, I mean, again, what do you think?
0: I, I would love to sit down and be a fly on the wall at the Reich family dinners because they go high, high level football.
1: Well, that's, I mean, that's like top secret knowledge. I mean, for real, I don't think you can let that out. You can't take a chance, can no, you? No question. You can't even tell your, you can't tell your mom, your dad, your kids, your brother, nobody.
0: No, nobody.
1: Yeah, he's probably telling it, the truth.
0: It's, it's, it's interesting.
1: He's way more high character than I am, Ryan. <laughs> Let's be honest.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it, look, as we have conversations with him, it's going to be fantastic. But tomorrow, we'll be back. Matt it will join us. Kenneth Paysauer will join us. It's going to be a full Wednesday. We thank you so much for tuning in. Glenn Beck is next. We'll see you next time, everybody. God bless. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, you can find us Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. You can even stream the show on WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you with the next podcast, enjoy your day. We'll see you next time.